Good morning, and happy new year of 2022, right? Are we excited? Yeah, I was thinking about how uh, I might have been one of them that was kind of not complaining, but thinking, you know, Christmas is not supposed to be 70 degrees. Well, I guess that's what I get, you know, now we're, you know, almost in the negative. So uh, no more complaining, right? No, I'm not, I'm not taking any credit for that, but... So I want to welcome everybody on this first Sunday of 2022. When Pastor Kent asked me if I had a word or if I wanted to talk, I instantly said, said yes before I actually knew uh, what it was. But here's why. If, there, if I ever I get a chance to talk, and especially at the beginning of a, of a season like we do, uh, it's, it's kind of the nature of, of how we kind of society today to kind of wait till the first of the year to start something. You know, we know these new year resolutions and, and goals and, and anyway, so I thought, yes, I, I want to be able to speak right here on January 2nd of, of 2022. And I was thinking about how, uh, you know, there's always these new year resolutions that we, we hear about and, and, you know, what's the statistics? You know, you can look whatever you want up, but most people don't last. You know, I looked up uh, two weeks, two months, or whatever it is. And so uh, Thursday, I was studying this, and I knew what I wanted to talk about. That was given to me. And I knew exactly how I wanted to start today, and I knew exactly how I plan on ending. But what I didn't have was the main body. And Thursday, I studied the whole time. Pastor Ken even texted me asking, you know, are you good? Haven't heard from you. I said, yep, just digging in the word, trying to, you know, get a clear understanding of what I'm going to be talking about. And, and Thursday came and went. I did a lot of reading, a lot of studying. But it wasn't until yesterday, Mr. Gary Dumb gave a word and through email. I'm going to be reading that here in a second. But that was exactly what I wanted to talk about today. And, and, we decided I needed a table, by the way, because I was getting excited and I, I'm supposed to stay by the table because I know we have a lot that are watching online. So I want to welcome everybody online. And, and if you would, if you're on Facebook or however you're watching, you know, put your name down so we know who's connecting with us and, and you know, interact a little bit. If, if, if maybe you can, you know, thumbs up or, or a heart or who knows, maybe even write in there some amens if you like what it, what's getting heard today. Just like everybody here I, I'm believing is going to also. Uh, so what I looked up as I was talking about it, or as I was researching, uh, you know, I wanted just a top 10, just a generic top 10 of resolutions, you know, or, or New Year's, you know, goals or whatever. And as I just typed that in, there was a lot of sources and, and websites that I didn't want to click on, dare to click on. And even if I did, I didn't want to quote that I even looked at that news station. So uh, what I came up with, I... I felt comfortable to click on Fox News, and, and they didn't have a top 10, but they had a top 7. Okay, so here's, here's theirs. Go figure. Weight loss is number one in improving health. Yeah. Uh, number two, bettering finances. You know, you kind of, these are a given. Uh, but three was getting organized. Four, kind of found interesting, was quitting alcohol. Uh, five was maximizing productivity. Six was uh, minimizing waste and living more sustainably. You know, I had a picture of somebody recycling something. 
Um, and then seven was practicing more self-care. And they kind of said, you know, that was their way of saying get in church or whatever uh, you go to. And I thought, well, way to go, you know, Fox News, put it at last. Uh, but I don't know where they got their sources from. So I wasn't real impressed. So I kept digging. And like I said, there's, you know, several news stations that I didn't want to read what they had to say. And I didn't want to quote what they had to say. But I finally came across one that caught my eye. It was 27 different New Year's resolutions that it says that you were able to keep. It guaranteed you could keep them. So I'm thinking this is probably a waste of my time. It must be pretty easy, you know, like getting out of bed and tying your shoes kind of thing. But anyway, I clicked on it and it was from Country Living and I don't know them. I don't know what they're about. So I'm not proud that I looked at it, but it caught my eye. And so this is, this is what it, they said. And I'm just going to give you 10. They're top 10. Spending time with friends was their number one. Getting outside. Compliment someone and mean it. I thought that was interesting. Here, here's the one I was expecting. Make your bed. You know, that was an easy one. And then keep your car clean. And I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, so I made sure I brought that up to Heather. You know, we need to, you know, keep our car clean. She's watching online, by the way. And so uh, I don't know if she's hitting the like button or the heart button, but uh, we talked about that one, keeping the car clean. And then it said grow something, you know, garden or plant or something. Uh, don't hit the snooze button, it said. Paint a room, journal one line a day, read more was their top 10. And they went on to say stuff like drink more water, you know, walk a mile, that kind of stuff. But nowhere did I find anything. Well, I take that back. Their number 27 at the very end had a women's journal that they were pushing, a devotional. Very last. Is that where the world aligns Christ up? is last? Yeah, I think so. Because you know why I think there's sometimes that when I got an an issue or a problem, I try to solve it myself. And then I remember I'm supposed to pray. So if if, I'm not, not putting myself on a pedestal, but a believer, we're all believers. If we forget to put Christ first, it's no wonder the world does. And so we get to be that example. We need to be that example. So that led me into what uh, the title was today. I really didn't know. Miss Norma does the bulletin on Fridays, you know, and she, she said, so you got anything? And come Thursday, I really didn't uh, know exactly a lot. So the title for the day is, was God in your goals for 2022? When you were setting out, and I'm a goal, I like goals. It, it probably annoys Heather a little bit, but I push, you know, this is our goal. This is our, this is where I want us to be. This is where I think the Lord's leading us, this kind of stuff. And, and my challenge today is what I want to get through is where are we at as believers in Oakton? Online, you, you believers that are part of Oakton. Do we have goals for our church body? Do we have goals personally that bring us spiritually closer to the Lord? It could be attendance. It could be uh, making sure that someone you've been praying for, you go and, and invite them and bring them to church. It could be tithing. It could be giving. You know, it could be many different things. But the most important thing is, are we making goals to be in the word? And that's where I thought, how many times do we put everything else first? And that's why I want to challenge us today. Was God in our goals for 2022? So turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. 
And this is where we're going to read a lot of this chapter together. And, I, and I'm going to be reading out of the NIV. You can follow along whatever version you have on, on, at home. Um, there are sermon notes on the app if you want to look. I, I did it last minute, but uh, praise the Lord, Amy was able to get them on there. And because I forgot, it's all it's, it's this guy's fault. I completely forgot till this morning. But she told me that they are on there. And so if you want to take the sermon notes, all the scriptures on there. And also there is, in our Oakton app, there is the Bible app connected in there. So you can look at it different ways. But this just happens to be... The scripture that was referenced from Mr. Gary when he sent out this email of the word. And, and I looked at who was on the email. There's a lot of you that are in here that got this. So I don't know if you read it or not. Uh, but we're going to read it together. Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to start on verse 19. And we're going to be going through. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, opened from, for us through the curtain th- that is his body. Verse 21. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. I'm going to pause right there for a second. There might be some of us that the holiday season was not a good season. There might be sometimes when going through Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's is not a good reminder of where we are in our life. But that's why one of the reasons I was excited to talk to you the first Sunday of 2022, because let this be a fresh start. Let this be a new beginning, as the word said. And I think that those two verses right there might have spoke to somebody. Remember, as we read this, who we are. Remember who is in us. So let's keep going. Verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Today's a great example of that. We have the online tool. We use it for God's kingdom. Whether or not we like it or not, we can use that for God's kingdom. And we can and we are. And so there's people connecting right now that, aren't, that would normally be here that can stay connected and spurring one each other, each other on as this is called to do. Amen. Verse 26. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. But only a fearful expectation, a judgment, and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. So keep going with me. Verse 28. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses did without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses... How much more servilely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? Now, there's a reason I wanted to read all this, because I think if I would have just paraphrased a little bit, it might have sounded like it was coming from Joe Costley. It's not. That's not stepping on toes. I'm just reading the scripture. But if the Holy Spirit's convicting, let's listen. 
Let's listen as we go into this new year. Let's have a fresh start. Verse 30. For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge. I will repay and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering. I think they suffered a lot more than any of us have for being a Christian. But I can remember when I first was a new believer... What people said, what people assumed, what people talked about, you know. If we're going through hard times now, and we know the truth, and we have the answer right here, think about the people that don't have the answer. Think about the people who don't have the truth. Think about those that might sit in the pews next to us or online that are blinded to the truth. Let us be the example. Now I got to quit talking. I keep losing my spot. I think I'm on 33. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better lasting possessions. None of us have lost any. I don't think any of our property has been taken. You know, these, they, they were going through trials. But I think a lot of times we get offended. A lot of times we just get our feelings hurt and we think it's the end of the world. And I'm talking about me. But yet these, they, they were willing to give up everything and still were excited about it. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. I'm going to read that one again. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And by my righteousness, one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Verse 39. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. And I wanted to read that whole thing to get up to that last one. Let that be Oakton. Let be, that be us today at the beginning of 2022. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. If we don't believe that's us, we need to start speaking that that is us. It's never going to happen if we don't believe it. That was perfect what Joel was saying. You get what you expect. We need to expect God to move in our life. We're not, we are not the ones that are timid. Especially in America today, there's so much fear going on. Let us be the ones that make a difference. Let people that come into this building or are connected online or maybe Golden City or Carthage, they come in for healing. They're healed. As Pastor Kent said earlier, someone in here got healed. We need to believe it and receive it. If we go out of here doubting it, what are we going to profess to the world? Why would they want what we have if we can't even get healed by the God that we say can heal us? Now, I wanted this to be a pep talk, so I'm going to lighten up a little bit. I got told maybe uh, last few sermons I need to lighten up a little bit, but I won't, I won't say who said that. I love them, though. <laughs> 
So the reason I read all that is because Gary, Mr. Gary Dunn's word was spot on. He said, this was yesterday, I think at like six something in the morning, I believe. You know Gary's up hearing from the Lord. He says, my son, note my word is given to you in Hebrews 10, 19 through 39. That's what we just read. For as you enter a new year, as you look to the future to build up in the faith and confidence in what you have believed and have known from the past, continue to put your trust in me and in your Savior Jesus. Continue keeping on persevering in the confession you have made, avoiding willful sin, willful sin in your life. As it says, exhort those in the faith to stay true to me. Exhort those who find themselves struggling because of trial and persecution. Encourage them in the love of Jesus. Stay true with confidence in your confession of who Jesus was and is and who will bring the final great reward for those who persevere to the end. Stay the course, not deviating to the right or to the left, but going all the way with me. And when I read that, I got so excited because that was an answer to prayer to me because I knew what I wanted to talk about. I had the beginning and I got the end that I'm going to talk about in just a minute. But that is exactly the push that I thought was necessary to start out 2022. Let us not forget what the Lord has done. Let us be encouraged and excited to go tell somebody. Let us walk in that faith that we profess. And I believe 2022 is going to be a big year for Oakton. In the, in the world that we live in, in society and, and you know, with the politics and everything going on and, and the fear that is getting pushed uh, through different, uh, you can just fill in the blank, you know, whichever you want. But I believe that it's the time, it's the year that the Christian gets the opportunity to stand up if we choose to. We get the opportunity. We were here for such a time as this. It's no mistake that all of us are still alive right here in the beginning of 2022. And right now you're connected to Oakton. So let this be the body that we bring up, that we lift up. And let this be the doors that get open to anybody and receive anybody that is willing to come and hear the good news. Because... We have good news. We really do. And it's exciting. And it gives hope. And love. And we get the opportunity to serve. So real quick, not going to read as much. But if you want to turn to the Old Testament back in Genesis 39. A lot of you guys know this story. uh, But I thought this was a great example of someone who probably had a good reason to complain. Good reason to bellyache. Good reason to give excuses. And that was a guy named Joseph. If you remember, he had a fancy coat that his daddy gave him and it made all the other brothers jealous. This is Joe Costley paraphrasing. And he didn't, he, you know, was a little confident in his young age and he had these couple dreams of, of how the, the stalks of grain were bowing over to him and the stars of the moon, moon were bowing over and 
he went and told his brothers and they didn't like it. They already didn't like him, but they really didn't like him after that. But as he was serving the Lord, his brothers decided, it's just get rid of him. We're just sick of it. The oldest one said, let's not kill him. Let's just throw him down in the well. And he thought he'd come back later. But in the meantime, they saw some merchants and some slave traders. And they said, you know, the light bulb turned on and said, okay, we're not going to kill him. But we're still getting rid of him. And so they sold him and, and he ended up going to Egypt and they, they all conjured up a lie and they took that fancy coat that his daddy gave him and, and they drug it after they slaughtered a goat and I believe and they put it in the blood and made it all nasty and, and they came up with this lie and they gave it to their, their father and they said, uh, don't know what happened but we found this. Looks like he was probably, you know, torn to shreds by a wild animal. That's what they came up with father believed it you guys know the story you can go read it for yourself but we're going to jump through these uh but the what i want to point out here later on we hear whenever the brothers are standing before him in egypt we hear how he he did cry out he didn't just go willfully he knew that something wasn't right and he tried he begged but they did it anyway but if you look at Genesis chapter 39, verse 2. He was sold to a guy named Potiphar in Egypt. It says, the Lord was with Joseph. So he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household. And he entrusted his care, everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian. Because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine walking through this life being so certain that this guy has your back that only thing you worry about what you're going to eat that day? I don't know that I can imagine. We're we're not supposed to worry. We're not supposed to be anxious. But we still got to drive and get dressed and deal, deal with life and all this stuff. Not this guy. All he worried about was what does I, what do I want to eat today? That'd be nice. <laughs> but you guys know the story. Keep going. Sure enough, he was a good looking guy. It says that in there, Joseph was. I think that's a, something that goes with the name. I'm not sure. But good looking guy he was. And Potiphar's wife, you know, thought he was a good looking guy. And before we even read about living above reproach, Joseph was an example of that. It says that he wouldn't even be in the same room as her. But she caught him one day because she was trying to sleep with him and caught him one day and, and no one else was in there. She grabbed his coat. He was getting out of there. He left his jacket and ran and she, another lie, came up with another lie, you know, and said, she screamed and, and went and told everybody that Joseph tried to, to, you know, take advantage of her, and, which was a lie. Potiphar believed it. Remember, he had everything except what he had to worry about to eat, but he believed his wife, his 
Probably should. Had him thrown in prison. So read with me in verse 20. Same chapter, verse 39, verse 20. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. So once again... Did you ever notice it didn't say anything there that Joseph didn't bellyache and cried and said, poor me? He got put to work again. And the prisoner, prison guard says, well, my life's good. As long as that guy's here, I don't have to worry. Once again. And he sat in prison for a while. And there was these two other ones uh, that came and, and were in prison. And one was a cupbearer and one was a... a, a baker and and they both had the same dream the same night and and joseph you know they were downcast and as he was checking on him he said what's the matter and they said well we had these dreams and there's nobody interpreting he he said uh well god can you know what he got and the cupbearer said uh you know he told him the dream and and uh all of a sudden i was squeezing grapes in you know in the in the cup and, and he said well good news for you three days you're going to be put back in your position and you'll be the cupbearer again. And once the baker saw that he had good news, he said, oh, hey, I got one too. He said, uh, hey, I, I have this bread and I, you know, three things. And, and he said, Joseph said, well, unfortunately, the truth is you're going to become out of prison in three days too, but you're going to be paled on a stick. He didn't lie. He, he didn't give any much, uh, you know, emphasis on how well it was received or presented but that was the truth of it sure enough three days later but joseph said to the cupbearer remember me when you're restored and guess what he didn't it said he was in there for another two years we myself included i can get so bitter and worked up over a text message sometime in 30 seconds Think about two years of knowing that you gave this guy good news that came true. And all you asked was, remember, if you could just put in a good word. After he got sold, after there was a lie, why he ended up in prison, but yet he never said anything in the word that he got mad, upset, offended. He might have. But it wasn't apparent enough that it even made it into the scripture because he drove on, because he knew the Lord was with him. And you guys know the story. Pharaoh had a, a dream, two dreams. In fact, the first one was good looking cattle, uh, you know, sleek and fat. And, and here comes these nasty looking, you know, ganty looking things that ate up the fat seven cows and then the fat cows were no more and he woke up had another dream seven good heads of grain and here come these nasty withered says from the west winds grain ate up the good grain and the good grain was no more and he brought all his musicians in and not musicians uh magicians (laughs) they weren't they weren't singing about it okay but they they said we don't have a clue and here comes this cupbearer two years later says oh man By the way, there's a guy in prison two years ago 
that told me about my dreams. Can you imagine later on whenever he was put in second in charge? I wonder how that cupbearer felt. <laughs> it doesn't say, but I was thinking about that while I was studying it. Anyway, here comes Joseph. He says, I can't interpret those dreams, but God can. He gave the glory to God right off the bat. And he told him what was going to happen. And he told him about the seven years of, of plentiful abundance. And then he talked about the seven years of, of famine. that's going to be so severe. No matter how good the first seven were, it's going to be wiped out. Nobody's going to care because the second seven were so horrible. He said, it's one and the same dream. And Pharaoh said, and then he said, well, what do I do? And he said, well, find somebody to take care of it. Start putting away some now. That way you have enough for later. You know, it's a biblical thing to, to actually store up, you know, some savings a little bit. And he said, Who may, what man can I find? But he said, the Lord gave this to you. You're the guy. You're the guy. So read with me. This is all the way to Genesis 41. You probably need to read it for yourself because I wouldn't trust my memory. I paraphrase a lot there, but it's a good study, good read. Go read it for yourself. Verse 37, the plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, can we find anyone like this man? Who, one in whom is the spirit of God? I think that's interesting. He said the spirit of God. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made this all known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace and all my people are to submit to your orders only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. 42. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes, fine linen, gold chain around his neck, put him in chariots, gave him a wife, and put him in charge. And Pharaoh, once again, had nothing to worry about as long as Joseph was there. The reason I wanted to go through that today, and I wanted to read from Scripture where it said that the Lord was with him. This was pre-Christ. The same Lord, the same Holy Spirit that was with Joseph is with us in this room today. The same yesterday, today, and forever. We may not have books written about us. But there is no doubt we have the power inside of us right now to tackle 2022 head on. And there is no doubt in my mind that that same Holy Spirit where it said even Pharaoh noticed it. The people who are not of God will notice it. And we need to be ready for those floodgates. Because I believe 2022 is going to be a year where not only Oakton, but the Christians stand up across this nation and say, I'm going to go ahead and use this power that's inside of me. I'm not going to be timid about it. I'm going to be bold. And I'm going to make sure that it's not for self gain, but for glory to God. In closing, I want to read this, this last thing. I uh, I have a, a, I'd call him a mentor probably. He, uh, 
he, I get scripture from him and, and passages sent just about daily. And uh, he's a great man of God. And Anyway, he sent this one and I went and looked it up myself. And I thought it was pretty awesome. I want to share this last story. If the praise team wants to go ahead and come up and, and as I'm reading and, and, and start playing and, and I'll finish up here. But there's a man named Peter Cartwright. Some of you might have heard of him. I'm not quite the scholar as some of you guys, so I had not heard of him, so I had to go look him up. Come to find out, he was a Methodist, revivalist, and a missionary. He helped start the American Second Great Awakening, and it said that he personally baptized 12,000 converts. Personally. That's powerful. So I looked up this article and, and this, I found it so interesting. I want to share with this. It says, Peter Cartwright was one of those courageous preachers. One Sunday, President Andrew Jackson visited the church. Somebody alerted Pastor Cartwright and asked him not to say anything out of line or offensive. When he stood to preach, he said, I understand the President of the United States, Andrew Jackson, is here. Somebody asked me to guard my remarks. Well, Andrew Jackson will go to hell if he doesn't repent. (laughs) People were shocked. But later, as the president shook hands with the preacher, he said, Sir, if I had a regiment of men like you, I could whip the world. That's powerful. Goes on to say, God's people often need courage to speak the truth in love. Before Jesus returned to heaven, he charged his apostles to carry this message to the world. There is forgiveness of sin. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent and trust in him. As the apostle preached this message in Jerusalem, you can look at Acts chapter 5. The jealous religious leaders were furious. They told them to stop preaching about Jesus, but when they didn't stop, they arrested them and put them in jail. But that night the angel opened the gates of the jail, brought them out and told them, go stand in the temple courts and tell the people the full message of this new life. When the perplexed leaders later confronted the men for ignoring their orders, Peter said, we must obey God rather than men. Jesus wants us to bravely but lovingly share the truth about him and to go preach what we are called to preach. I love reading about the the first church and their boldness. They had that spirit-filled boldness that they walked in the anointing. But that's that same Holy Spirit that's taking us into 2022 right now. Same Holy Spirit. And so whenever I think about those, it was Peter and John, you know, they healed the guy at the the cripple at the, the gate called Beautiful and he's dancing around. And they couldn't even deny it because that guy had been lame begging for 40 years. They couldn't deny that a miracle had happened. And they said, quit talking about Jesus. They said, we will not. (laughs) We cannot do that. We answer to God first. And that's us today. Later on, we find out that they couldn't put him to death, so they had him flogged. And when they left, it says they smiled because they were worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. Is that us today? Are we willing to suffer? Or do we get offended? We got our feelings hurt. 
I don't know what we came in here today with. I don't know what, what somebody's going through online. I understand this is a rough world. I'm looking forward to heaven because there's no sin, there's no hurt, there's no pain. But there's not even the idea of hurt and pain and sin. And I don't know that we can fathom that. So I look forward to that day. But while we're here, do we walk with boldness or timidity? And that's the challenge for 2022 and that's the challenge for today. We're going to have a time, we're going to sing. These altars are open. Maybe we're looking for that fresh start. Maybe you came in today and you were heavy burdened. Let today be a fresh start. Hear the good news. Seek him. He promises he, when you draw into him, he'll draw into you. Think about that. The same God that was with Joseph way back then is willing to take a step closer to you if we just take a step closer to him. So let's do that today. Let's do that. Father God, I thank you for the example in your word. I thank you for being the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I thank you for your Holy Spirit's presence right here, right now. Let us feel your presence. Speak to us, Lord. Father God, I thank you for your promises that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And I thank you that you loved us enough to go to that cross so that we might be able to stand in the anointing and stand in the same Holy Spirit's presence as you were there waiting for us. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I thank you for your love. And Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence today. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. These altars are open. We're going to sing, and then we'll, we'll close it up.